Well, the NBA offseason is in full swing, and it did not start the way I expected it for the Golden State Warriors. It has been just a complete, unmitigated disaster. And I'm going to find out if Larry Kruger agrees with me. Maybe I need some perspective. But so far, the Golden State Warriors are acting like spoiled, greedy uh, owners who are taking this world championship for granted. That's how I see it. And again, Larry Kruger is going to join me. Maybe he'll differ, but we'll break down the offseason. Who's still out there? How they can possibly still salvage this thing? We're going to break it all down. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Larry Kruger on Twitter at SportsLarryK, the host of The Krug Show on YouTube. And you can follow me, Cyrus Otzes, on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Larry, I cannot begin to express how disappointed I am in my Golden State Warriors. Uh, one minute I'm riding high, one minute I'm super happy, and the next minute one of the key pieces to the World Championship is basically just giving away Ah, uh, the disrespect that you and I have sensed all season. I mean, I thought Gary Payton the second should have been playing more minutes throughout the regular season. I always felt like Steve Kerr was begrudgingly playing him in the postseason. It was almost like, okay, if all else fails, we'll go to Gary Payton the second. And the respect was treated accordingly right now because for three years, twenty seven million dollars, the Warriors could have kept Gary Payton the second. Instead, he now goes to the Portland Trailblazers, who have had, in my opinion, a incredibly positive offseason. They're clearly one of the winners. So far, your first impression, Larry, on the Warriors deciding we don't need Gary Payne the second. We don't want to spend the money, even though we can clearly afford it. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's short-sighted. I think this guy, they're acting like this guy is like a slightly more valuable than like Damian Lee or slightly yes. more valuable than Andre Godala. Instead, they should have looked at him as what he is, who's a dominant defensive player who fit in perfectly into your culture, your chemistry. He's a big part of why you won. You probably would not have won without him. I really believe that. Um, and and I just think that, you know, it's an enormously expensive deal because of the repeater tax. I get it. Right. I understand. I understand. It's going to cost them way more money um, to, to re-sign this player because of where they're at in the repeater tax. But guess what? It's $55 for three tall beers at a basketball game. You know what I mean? Um, yes. Your your fan base makes that sacrifice, and they just understand it's the price of doing business if you want to go to a Warrior game. And I just think the Warriors here, you know, it's like let's prioritize um, other things. You know, it's like Damian, let's, Damian Lee is related to Steph. Oh, my God, got to have him on the team. And, you know, Andre Godala's Steve Kerr's buddy. Oh, you got to have Andre back on the team. Um, you know, you just invested in in James Wiseman. He's mm -hmm. going, to, unless you're, to, unless you totally screwed up, James Wiseman's got to be your center. But instead, you opted to prioritize bringing back Kevon Looney, who's a nice player, but Kevon Looney is a backup center. And, yep. and Gary Payton is a, is a star defensive player. There's nobody else like him. There's nobody like that out there. So I, I think it was incredibly short-sighted. I, 
I, as I said, I don't think they would have won without Peyton. And Agreed. you know what? It doesn't shock me that they don't value Peyton because Kerr clearly didn't value. You know, you can talk and you can, you're at, you know, we can pay attention to your words or, you know, you can pay attention to their actions. And to me, actions speak much louder than words. And the oh. actions that the Warriors had this year with Gary Payton showed us all year that Kerr didn't understand his value and didn't appreciate his value yeah. and would often forget his value. And they lost those games. And oftentimes they wind up losing because for that reason alone. So it doesn't surprise me that they start, you know, counting bucks and, and worrying about, you know, ta repeater tax and letting Gary Payton go for what, for what? So I don't know what their offer was, but they could have gotten him for three years and $30 million is my guess. Obviously it would have cost them more because of the repeater tax, but that's not on Gary. You know, um, he's just getting market rate and they should have outbid the Blazers. Now, guess what? The Blazers are going to be able to defend Steph Curry with a bigger, faster, longer, more athletic player. And they're probably going to have success doing so. So get ready for that. And and you don't have a replacement for them. So um, now you're going to have to take a chance on bringing in guys that have a skill set that is, is similar to his. And who knows if they'll fit in as well? Who knows if their personalities will blend? Uh, you don't know. But you knew you had that kind of a player and a perfect blending personality in GP2. And they yep. look the gift horse in the mouth. So they get what they deserve here. I, I think this is an incredibly short-sighted move. And I think they prioritized the wrong guy. There's a few things to say here. First of all, um, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know what the reason is. But for some reason... Uh, Steve Kerr and or Bob Myers, like you said, just did not see the value in Gary Payton II. Um, when he first made his appearance with the Golden State Warriors, uh, I believe this is the middle of the 2020-2021 season. They promoted him. The moment he started playing for this Warriors team, I've been saying he's a perfect fit. I, I, I don't know where they found him. It was like a diamond in the rough, but he was, again, just a gem for this roster um, but yeah, we also saw them, you know, like he's, he, he sparingly played that season in a year where that feel like they could have used him more as they were trying to uh, make the playoffs. Um, they put him on waivers. Any other team before the start of last season could have claimed him. That's how little they valued him. They thought that, that he would clear waivers and he did. Luckily he comes back. They sign him for the vet minimum. He does nothing but amazing things for this golden state warriors team. Uh, he led he led the NBA in steals per 36 minutes at 2.8, but that's just the tip of the iceberg for his value. Stephen Curry was attributed to saying uh, Gary Payne II was always at the right place at the right time. A perfect example of that was game, I think, uh, four of the NBA Finals or six where he missed a corner three, but he knew right away it was going to be short. Uh, he runs up to it, grabs his own rebound, and puts it back for a two in a series, whereas people who are not that familiar with the NBA now know that in the playoffs, and especially the NBA Finals, every possession counts. He was a shutdown defender. Like you said, though, like Kerr and Myers undervalued him. They forgot about him in game three of the NBA Finals. They didn't even play him, or I think they played him for like three minutes. I can't remember what, what the story was now, but they barely played him in game three. They lost, and then Kerr remembers, oh, yeah, we have Gary Payne II on the roster uh, and then, you know, they win the, the NBA finals and they reward that with, Hey, sorry, we're not going to match a three or $27 million deal, which would have with the repeater tax would have, uh, come out to over $50 million. Now, yes, that's a lot of money. All right. 
But on Twitter, I'm dueling with a lot of people who keep saying, well, the Warriors have the highest payroll uh, in the NBA, like by a long shot. This is true. The Warriors also have brought in the most revenue in the NBA. In fact, they set an NBA record this past season, generating over $800 million in total revenue in 2021-2022. If you take payroll out of the equation, they still would have been left with approximately $450 million in profit. And that number, by the way, courtesy of Eric Prisbol, a reporter with Sports Journal, who I am going to have on the show Tuesday to really break down the Warriors' finances because I want to know with as much certainty as possible just how much of this is pure frugalness on the part of the Warriors' ownership versus pragmatism where they actually need to save the money. I don't see any pragmatism in this. To me, this is a corporation that is just trying to break in as much money as possible and devalue Gary Payne II. And it just put a whole bummer. It spoiled the offseason for me because I thought he was an incredible fit. Um, that is my rant. And again, it's just for a team that makes as much money as they do, given how much money they spent to buy this franchise versus what it's worth now. I know they owe the bank some money, but I'm sorry. They had approximately $450 million that they just sat on in revenue just from this last season alone after payroll, which is by far the biggest expenditure. I know you have 500 employees for that company, but those 500 employees, some of them make 50 grand a year, some make 100 grand a year. It doesn't come up to even close to 450 million. The bank loans, you're not having to pay that much money in one year. This was just the team, again, for some reason, thinking we could do better than Gary Payne II, and he doesn't deserve our money. I got to pay some bills real quick, and then Larry, love to get your feedback on everything I just said, because look, you may not agree with that. A lot of people don't. Um, but I'm just telling you, based on the numbers, I think the Warriors screwed the pooch. I think they 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 could have spent the money. Uh, three years, $27 million, which I know with the tax comes out to over 50, is not exorbitant when you're collecting nearly a billion dollars just in revenue for one year, which again is an NBA record. Also need to add, by the way, the Warriors have tripled their revenue since they moved from Oracle Arena uh, to, I'm sorry, doubled their revenue uh, in the three years since they moved from Oracle Arena to Chase Center. They have the money. It is asinine. Uh, Larry, I'm going to get your re reaction to that in just a second. First, I got to talk about one of the greatest games. Larry, if you play video games in the 80s and 90s, you're familiar with Kevin Calabro saying, boom, shakalaka in NBA Jam. Did you ever play that game? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I love it. Same, man. Boom, and now, uh, exactly, dude. And this is a game that just really focused on the fun parts. There were like no fouls, no free throws, uh, no quarters. Um, and arcade1up.com now is releasing the Shaq edition uh, of NBA Jam. You can pre-order it now. Again, that's Arcade, the number one up, .com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade, one up is the place for fun. They've even got more classics like Golden Tea, Larry. I don't know if there's like this, uh, this bar in North Beach that I used to always go to and get sauce and play Golden Tea with the wheel, the golf game. I don't know if you ever played that, but that was incredible. Mortal Kombat and many others starting at just $399. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a locked on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one up.com slash locked on. You've got till July 8th. That's a week away to enter to win NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? <laughs> Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. I highly recommend subscribing to The Krug Show on YouTube. Hope where Larry Kruger joins me, the host of The Krug Show. You can follow him on Twitter at SportsLarryK. I just wanted to rant about the Warriors' ownership, Gary Payne II. Uh, I know we're on the same page about his value uh, any thoughts on the money, about the, the revenue and the money they're putting back in uh, for this roster? Well, I mean, forget forget trying to understand the revenue. The revenue people cannot relate to the revenue. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, oh my God, they would have had to pay X for Gary Payton. You know, it's it's all funny money. It's like you know, you you're you can't we can't relate. Don't you can't compare it to what we make or what we're spending or what you know. It's just not the same. We're talking about totally different things. We're talking about numbers that have skyrocketed well out of what makes sense as far as the cost to go to a game, how much it costs, you know, how much these teams make, how much these players make. So. You know, trying to relate to the numbers, it's really, it's futile. All yeah. you really have to know is that we are in the ultimate alpha area of NBA basketball, where almost every team that's a contender has that alpha male point guard guy on the ball. Maybe he's not even a point guard. Maybe it's Luca. you know, but they have that great on the ball offensive player that initiates almost everything they do. The Warriors are the the Warriors are the exception. They're not the rule. They play, you know, pace and space and share the ball, body movement, ball movement. That's not what the rest of the league, for the most part, does. The rest mm-hmm. of the league puts the ball in the hands of one alpha player and says initiate. And now you have the neutralizer to that in Gary Payton. In the midst of this era, you lucked into. And when I say lucked into, when you wave a player twice, you're lucky. Okay, you Mm -hmm. they lucked into this player and they they don't even realize how lucky they were. And now they're just going to walk away willingly from this player, despite the fact that Steph Curry, who is the you know, the 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 best player on the team, tells has told the management time and time again, this guy's impossible for me to go against. He's a nightmare. Please resign him so I don't have to go against him in a real NBA game. And they're going to wind up measuring you know, dollars down to the last penny and saying, ah, you know what? It's a little too rich for our blood. (laughs) Well, you know what? Your margin for winning this title was very small. And don't forget that. And I think the fact that they beat the Celtics in five, that maybe it went to their head a little bit, that maybe they believe with their young talent coming and with the fact they're, you know, on the top of the NBA mountain, that the margin of between them and everybody else is greater than it is. It's a, the slimmest of margins. Peyton made all the difference in the world. If he does not come back from the elbow injury, in my opinion, they do not win. And I don't think they share that opinion. So now we're going to find out who can they get to replace this guy. Um, it's probably going to wind up being multiple people. I wouldn't be surprised if there are some failed attempts to replace him along the way. And we'll see. And not only do you lose him, you have an alpha male and Steph Curry, and now got a team in your division has the ability to shut off his water. And that's going to be very real and very painful. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, here's the other thing, too. It's like, 
just because you win doesn't mean every move you make is right. Right. Just because you win doesn't yes. mean that Bob Myers is a genius. Just because you win doesn't mean that Joe Lacob knows everything. You won, but you, di you didn't necessarily win because every move they make, it's not like they're above reproach. They're above being questioned. They can't make a bad move. Now, if you're in that mindset, then just, <laughs> just you know, you're just a lemming and you're just following and you don't care and you're just... Well, you know, I mean, anybody can use that at any point. Well, look, they won the title. You think you know more than them? You know, yeah, they won the title, but you know what? These are all uh, tough decisions, and I think they're making the wrong one here. I, I would have I I rather prioritized Peyton over Looney simply because you have exactly. James Wiseman. If James Wiseman is who you think he is, Looney's a backup center, where Gary Payton is a, is a foundation piece. He's just, he's a dominator. He just happens to be a dominator on defense and not offense. If he was a 30-point-a-game scorer, would they have signed him? Yeah. Well, he can take, who's going to stand in front of John Morant? You know, yeah. who's going to slow yeah. down John Morant? When, you got lucky this year. Morant got hurt in midstream. Otherwise, you're, you're at home and they're moving on. So it's like, who's going to stop Dame Lillard? Who's going to stop all these awesome on-the-ball dominators that that are popping up all across the league you have the perfect uh guy to defend those guys and for dollars something that you have in abundance you let them walk so and not to mention larry it's greedy yes, and it's stupid and i think they'll get burned no you're absolutely right and not to mention everyone's talking about the clippers being potentially the biggest threat to the warriors this year who do you think could have guarded Kawhi any better who do you think could have guarded paul george any better um, and just to give perspective on just how little the Warriors valued Gary Payne II. And again, this is just sometimes Kerr does this. Sometimes, like, you know, I remember he, I feel I felt the same way with JaVale McGee when they just let him walk. Uh, I remember in that in that series, uh, the previous series, the year before he left, um, they were playing the Rockets in a series that I thought they should have dominated. And I thought they would have dominated if JaVale McGee was matched up against Clint Capella. And for some reason, Kerr was really stubborn and Barely played McGee that series, uh, blamed his defense for it when one, one reporter asked a question one time. Just last year, when the Warriors were in those playing games against the Lakers and Grizzlies, Gary Payne II was on the roster for both those games, did not play a minute. He didn't play because of a coach's decision. I don't understand why, despite the fact that I agree with you, Gary Payne II, to me, is the reason why the Warriors are world champions, and they took him for granted. They took him for granted. They could have afforded to bring him back. I'm with you in that as much as I love Kevon Looney, centers are more easy to find uh, than a player like Gary Payne II, a wing defender who can who can hit the corner three, um, who can give you putbacks and lobs. One of the most athletic 6'3 players I've ever seen in my life. And it just it makes me bitter that he's gone, man. And, and the worst part is, is that he's not the only free agent they lost. They're going to have to do a lot of work this offseason, and, and I'm perplexed as to why they would put themselves in this position. Um, first, and you give some love to Bet Online, a longtime sponsor of Locked On Warriors. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. They're your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And in fact, there's some interesting lines I wanted to share with you real quick. Uh, who do you think uh, Kevin Durant is going to be traded to? The odds-on favorite at 1-1 one to one are the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the next teams to round out the top five are the Miami Heat, Toronto Raptors, 
New Orleans Pelicans and Memphis Grizzlies. What are your thoughts, Kruger? That that uh, this Kevin Durant thing is wild. Any any early uh, uh predictions on where he could go? Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, it, what does Brooklyn want? I mean, if they want assets. OKC has all the assets, right? OKC's got all the number ones. So do you send them back to OKC? See, ultimately, it's the NBA. So you can sit there and look for deals and this and that. But it all comes down to the – it's a player's league. And Kevin Durant, yeah, he's under contract for four more mm-hmm. years. But I, anybody who has this take of they can just tell them we're just – what? They can't they, – there's no – the team has no leverage. This is NBA basketball. Who owns the leverage? Durant. Yeah. You know, he's going to go where he wants to go. Why? Because nobody's going to trade what it's going to take to take on a $40 million a year player, a superstar, the alpha in your room, who's going to be unhappy that he's there. So he gets to call where he wants to go. He's going to go where he wants to go. So I would say he probably wants to go to Phoenix. Um, And I think they'll probably make it happen. I, you know, I could see it. Uh, maybe Bridges and Aiton. You know, they're not going to get Booker. Uh, maybe you could throw Cam Johnson in there. Maybe exactly. there's some picks. But I, I think he goes to Phoenix. I think he goes to Phoenix. I don't see Miami moving Bam out of bio. I just don't. I don't um, think they can either. Without There's some weird rule I just learned about where with Ben Simmons, he had, like, I, I can't even explain this. He just, he has some rookie thing in his contract that prevents him to be traded for another player with the same stipulation which like Joel Embiid can't be traded. There's like this whole list of players that <clears throat> they can't trade for and have on the roster with Ben Simmons. The, the NBA is full of really tricky rules. I don't understand the why of it. Um, so I'm with you. They, so the, my point is they can't trade for Bam Adebayo right now with Ben Simmons on the roster. They'd have to trade Ben Simmons first. That thing, it's just confusing as all hell, man. If I ever figure that out, I'll let you know, Larry, because I'm confused yeah. by myself. I mean, the Warriors technically could make a tremendous offer if they wanted to. If he wanted to come back to the Warriors, they could definitely shake up the whole league and make an offer if they wanted. Memphis <laughs> would be the team that I would be fearful of him going to. Oh, yes. People have suggested the Celtics. I don't see that. Uh, people, I've, I've seen the Lakers thrown out by Windhorst, but why? How? I mean, wh- you know, what? How? And 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 how? and how could you not get totally <laughs> taken on that trade? I, mean, yeah, I you know Anthony Davis and Westbrook for Kyrie and, and you know I mean what I mean that that these are just terrible trades for you know Brooklyn. So I I think the one that's probably makes the most sense is probably Phoenix. I saw Chris Haynes quickly after the announcement that he was going to be traded, quickly said Phoenix is the is the logical spot. Phoenix and obviously doesn't like Aiton. And they can afford to move Bridges and Cam Johnson. Um, but, you know, you're also trading for a 33-year-old player. And yes. you're trading for his 34, 35, 36, and 37-year-old seasons. So I personally think that you're probably going to get two great years, one good year, and maybe one injured year out of KD. So, and, and then also is KD going to be, has he been happy anywhere for four years in a row? So no. what are the odds that you're going to, the, the team that's going to get screwed, I think, is the team that trades for him. Why? Because you're going to fall short immediately by trading for him. You're going to heighten the expectations that it's a title team. Then yep. you're not going to win the title. And then he's going to be unhappy or injured. 
and you're going to be on the hook for close to what fifty million dollars for that fourth year, and you're going to have a throwaway season in that fourth year because you make this trade. So, I, I think this is a loser all the way around. I think KD's championship window has ended unless he joins the Warriors, and um, I don't. I just think that ultimately the team that trades him trades for him here is going to be the team that cannot get out from underneath the deal at the very end because nobody's going to trade for. KD at age 37 making 50 or 60 million dollars a year um, with a broken down body and at that point he should be pretty broken down so it it sounds good and it's like I'm sure there's a bunch of teams desperate for a trip to the finals um, and maybe he can deliver that but if I'm Golden State as much as it's intriguing to at least think about Wiggins and Moody works Wiggins and Moody and picks work I don't think the Nets would take that. I think they would want Wiggins and Wiseman and Moody or Wiggins and Wiseman and Kuminga. And mm-hmm. that's a non-starter for me. I, that's too much young talent. Uh, that's too much future. And also it kind of brings up a, feel, a philosophical debate. Do you believe in depth or do you believe in superstars? And I think after watching Toronto beat the Warriors a few years ago when they were so much deeper and the Warriors had the stars but they were hurt, I don't think Golden State wants to put themselves in that spot again where they're leaning on a couple stars that are aging and, oh, they have the wrong injury at the wrong time and a deeper team just beats them. Right now, they are on paper slated to be that deeper team, and I think they ought to keep their depth and and stay with what they have and stay the course on the direction they're in. Yeah, the depth is a, I mean, they have the depth. Now we got to kind of evaluate this thing. They got 10 players signed under contract at the moment, and they they got a lot of holes. But regardless, you can bet on where you think Kevin Durant's going to go. And again, Kevin Durant has indicated the Suns and the Heat are, his, are the two teams he has referenced so far. The Nets have said they are not going to make a trade just for anyone. They want uh, a solid return back, so it remains to be seen. But again, betonline.net, you can find those odds. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online, it's where the game starts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. The host of The Krug Show on YouTube is on Twitter at SportsLarryK. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. Uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about Gary Payne II. He's not the only free agent that left. Otto Porter Jr. signed a reported three-year, $21 million deal with the Toronto Raptors, so he is gone. Nemanja Bialica has left the NBA altogether, altogether to sign a deal with a European team. So he is gone. Um, those are huge holes. They did re-sign Kevon Looney, as we've talked about. Um, so I, 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 I've quickly put together a list, Larry, and I'd like to go down with this with you in terms of potential players that they could add because okay. they're going to have to sign some veterans. They need size. Bielitsa was one of their rare bigs, and he spaced the floor as a three-point shooter. Bielitsa was just underrated, period. Uh, it bums me out that they lost him. Otto Porter Jr.'s effect was uh, was clear. I mean, he was started multiple games in the NBA Finals. So here are some players, and let me know what your feedback is on some of these. Um, the Warriors explored the the idea of acquiring Tyreek Evans last year. That suddenly makes a lot more sense. Six five, athletic. He's not that old yet. I think he turns thirty four next year. Um, you know, can handle the ball. Improved his shot. 
I think you can make him a great defender as part of a system. Your thoughts on Tyreek? Well, uh, don't love it. Don't love it. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, what's his what's his conditioning level? You know, how old is Tyreek at this point? He's kind of thirty four. Yeah, so I mean, he's old. Um, not a not a sharp shooter. Doesn't spread. Doesn't stretch the floor. Kind of a turnover machine, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not. Don't love that. I hear you. And he turns 33. I'm sorry, this year he's 32 right now. Here's one that kind of fits the op the Otto Porter Jr. mold. I've heard his name mentioned a few times. He only, he only turns 29 next year. Uh, shot 43% from beyond the arc in 2018, 40% from three in 2019, and that's TJ Warren. I actually like the idea of him coming to the Warriors. Your thoughts on the Warriors pursuing him? Yeah, I love TJ Warren. I mean, yes. TJ Warren is a monster. TJ Warren went for 50. Uh, he's a he's a, he's a fill it up scorer. It's all just about your medicals. You know how healthy yep. is TJ Warren? If TJ Warren's healthy, this guy could be he could be a he could be a scorer that's so much better than Porter or Bielitsa. I mean, he could be a he could be a guy who could be a total force for you coming off the bench. I mean, I I think TJ Warren is a tremendous player. Six eight. Uh, small forward, two guards, stretch the floor. Physical. You yeah. could probably play him as a as a as a stretch four in certain lineups, um, and he has to be defended. But it's all about the health because I haven't seen yep. him actually do anything in well, recent two years. years. So, yeah, he's been two years, and again, that's where yeah, I think he if, feels if he's healthy, that, that, I love him. If he's not, yeah. if he's not ancient, so it's like he, if you can get him healthy. I think that's a great name. Yeah, I like that name. And and again, and he fits that Otto Porter Jr. mold just in the sense of another player who was out of the game for a couple of years, injury totally. prone, and Rick Celebrini uses magic there and uh, and healed him. Uh, I know you got to go in just a minute here. I'll fly through the rest of these real fast. There's only yeah. one other name that excites me, and then I got a few more beyond that that I think could be fillers. But okay. the only other name that excites me is Serge Ibaka. It turns 33 next year. Yes. Um, you know, he could hit the corner three. He could play the five. I think he would fit well with the system and the team. Um, your th if he accepts low money, I mean, the Warriors have the mid-level exception. Uh, your thoughts on this possibly Serge Ibaka joining the Warriors? Love it. I mean, you know, he can hit the three, he can protect the rim. And he's won a title, and he's a smart player who gets smarter and, and more efficient as time goes on. Love Serge Ibaka. I'd want to yeah. know about his health as well, how he's feeling. Right. But other than that, love him. You know, rim protector and a three-point marksman. I like that. And and these are the remaining names. And those are the ones that excite me. These are the names that they don't excite me, but I could see it. I think they could contribute some some minutes. Uh, and I'll just fly through these. Let me know if any yeah. of them stick out to you. Montrez Harrell. Not Marcus Aldridge. Yeah. Uh, Blake Griffin. <laughs> Blake Griffin, your thoughts? Not enough range to, you know, he's a sh he's more of a spot up shooter, but not with range. He doesn't give you any spacing. I, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Same. Uh, Markeith Morris, one of the Morris twins. No. <laughs> oh, come just on, no. I just can't stand either of those guys. Markeith, <laughs> and the last Markeith, name I pulled up, Marcus, I think, I think no. it, and this last name I think could be underrated. I actually think he could be a great fit. Rodney Hood. How healthy is he? He's had some injuries the last couple of years. I'll throw a couple yes, names yeah. to you. Yeah, Let please. me throw a couple, couple names your way. Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith played at Maryland, sat the bench for Phoenix, got traded to Indiana, averaged like 13 and 7 for Indiana. He's a young big man who can shoot the three and protect the rim and run the floor. I love okay. Jalen Smith. Jalen I, mean, I know Smith his name is most. Cheap. 
Yeah, his name is mostly synonymous with the Suns bungling that that lottery pick and because they pass up Halliburton for him. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, sounds, yeah interesting. interesting. What about Car- what is Carmelo signed? He is not signed. I, Carmelo, I, I thought about that Carmelo too. Carmelo is a is a is a Hall of Fame marksman. I mean, I, I like Carmelo. I like Carmelo a lot. I mean, and if on he, this man, on at this point, because Carmelo's embraced his role, and you put Carmelo. Carmelo's got a presence. Carmelo's yeah. not going to be intimidated by a loud arena in Boston. You know what I mean? He Carmelo's not yes. going to be. In, I love Carmelo on this team at this point. Um, I think he's interesting. Dante DiVincenzo. If well, you I can, forgot his name. You're right. That that's a new one. I don't know what the hell the Sacramento Kings are doing. That's just another. Yeah, I mean, he's, another, he's interesting. Another notch on the, stu- the stupidity belt there. I wouldn't mind him. And let me just say real quick too. Uh, with the uh, uh, who was the name you just mentioned? I'm brain farting all. Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, no, before him. Oh, Jalen Smith. No, after him. There was somebody. Carmelo. Oh, Carmelo. Carmelo Anthony. I think Carmelo Anthony, if he can buy into the Warriors system of, of you know, if he can shed the ice, because he's, he's, he's got that ISO uh, a ball so ingrained in his playing style. If you can get that out of him and, and ingrain a defensive mindset simultaneously, because he's a big boy. He's 6'8 with muscle. I would love that pick. Yeah. Um, would love it. Yeah, you're absolutely right because he could score like anyone, as good as oh, anyone. He's a, still, and he's so. a presence. I mean, he's a real presence. Yes. Uh, the and, and the mid range, he's high percentage. Another guy, to, don't discount Mike Muscala. You know, if you're looking for a guy who can hit a corner three, you know, I like Frank Kaminsky. I I, I think Kaminsky um, knows how to play the game. I mean, the one thing with the Warriors is you're not going to play at all if you don't know how to play basketball. So all these guys that don't know how to play basketball. Forget those guys. They has to be guys who know how to play. The guys that interest me would be Kaminsky, DiVincenzo, Serge Ibaka, TJ Warren, um, Jalen Smith, Carmelo Anthony, Muscala, uh, maybe Forbes, you know, Brian Forbes, Bryn Forbes, whatever you want to call him. Um, yeah. You know, maybe Dennis Schroeder. I don't know. I mean, Schroeder, maybe. He wasn't, I mean, he doesn't play any defense, but two years ago, he was the sixth man of the year for OKC. Um you know, and then and then you know those are the ones for the most part. I mean, there's Rajon Rondo. There's Kent Bazemore wants to come back. You know, there's Lou Williams. Uh, there's Paul <laughs> Millsap. You know, but all these guys either old or, you know, don't like Rajon Rondo can't shoot. You know, I mean, there's just there there's a lot of issues there. But to yeah. me, Serge Ibaka, T.J. Warren, DiVincenzo, Carmelo, Jalen Smith. That would be my list. And and one other name that could ease the, the loss of Gary Payne II just a little bit would be if Patrick Beverly's bought out uh, by the Utah yes. Jazz and he comes yes. to the Warriors. I, I, that could... I agree wholeheartedly. That might be the perfect move um, because that Beverly's the kind of defender that you need. I mean, that's what that's what you're or, – or let me ask you this. Is the kid that they just drafted in the second round, Ryan, Ryan Rollins, with the foot? He might come on this show next week. I'm, I'm yeah, hoping I mean, he comes on. See, um, you know, they may view him as a Gary Payton. I mean, you're talking about a six ten wingspan. I mean, you're talking about a, a two guard or or a you know combo guard with crazy length. You know, kind of like Sprewell. So I'd be eager to see if he could fill the role of the defensive player of Payton. What they really need is they they lost some firepower with OP, yeah. uh, Otto Porter and Bielitsa. They need to replace that firepower. So Carmelo and Jalen Smith make a lot of sense to me. 
Yeah, this, these are a lot of interesting names. Larry, who do you got uh, on the Krug Show today? We're recording this on uh, July 1st. You're about to leave me to do your show, the Krug Show. Uh, anyone interesting coming on? Yeah, the great Kyle Posey, who's the managing editor of Niners Nation. We do a weekly yes. hit. Normally it's on Thursdays, but Kyle was a little under the weather with a cold yesterday. So uh, eight minutes from now, we'll go live on the Krug Show and talk a little bit about the Niners and uh, you know what's coming up this summer. Camp's going to start in about two weeks. All right, you go do your thing. Real quick before we go, you know, we we all know what the Warriors offseason is so far. Too early to fully judge. I give them a D minus grade so far. What grade do you give the Warriors offseason right now? Well, I mean, they haven't done anything that I like. So yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, they re they re-signed Looney. Okay. Kerr loves Looney, but they lost Peyton. Um, I would give them like a um I'd give them like a C plus. Okay. All right. That's more optimism. I like that. All right. There we go. Larry, always a pleasure, my man. Let me know when you want me back on your show next. Let's have fun. Um, love you as we'll always. And thank you everyone for tuning in and let's see how this offseason goes. Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day weekend, everyone. And we'll see you on Tuesday with, uh, with a great journalist, Eric Prisbell, who's going to break down the Warriors finances and what exactly is going on there. Thanks everyone. Thanks Larry. Uh, you can follow thank Larry Cougar real quick on, on Twitter at sports, Larry K follow me at dogs or Later everyone. Take care.